Welcome to Everything Is Up, a podcast about the real-life stories of people who have created extraordinary levels of success. These are conversations with people who are constantly striving to take things to the next level. And now, here's your host. The Everything Is Up podcast. I'm your host, Tamara Hollerick. And with us today, we have Sally Pace and Lee Dill out of Memphis. Um, These two ladies, I got the privilege and honor to meet a couple of weeks ago when I was in New Orleans, as you guys know. Um, They are very um, instrumental in the healthcare industry, um, the broker world, Um, Sally and Lee both. Um, I was a guest on their podcast. So this is like very exciting, the Granite List. So for those of you who are familiar, um, you will know a little bit about them. But if you're not, please like and subscribe to the Granite List. Um, They will... um, wow you and surprise you um, on a regular basis with the knowledge and some of the guests that they have had on their show. Outside of that, um, Sally, why don't we start with you? Why don't you just tell us, give us your, you know, two-minute commercial on Sally Pace. (laughs) Well, thank you so much for having us. We are excited. We loved um, we love collaborating with really smart, but mostly fun people, and you fit that bill for sure. Um, so, yes, Sally Pace, native Memphian. Um, I'm pretty sure I was born talking, and have loved getting to be in charge ever since. And so, um, have had a really fun career path that an unusual career path that has led to being in the employee benefits arena. Um, Native Memphian went to UT, started my career before I graduated college at HGTV, then wanted to be back home and um, got and had gotten married a month after I graduated and um, convinced my husband that we were going to be in Memphis and then moved into the auto parts industry with AutoZone and communications, then in the financial industry for about 17 years. And now natural fit, 25 years of marriage later, found myself in my in my husband's backyard of employee benefits. Nice. Nice. Okay. So that's how you ended up in the benefit spaces, your husband. That's, and we'll come back to that one. So Lee, how about you? Tell me a little bit about Lee Dill. My, you're so quiet. Like, I'm like, she's so, she's, you guys, she's so sweet. She's so quiet. So Lee, you get to tell us who you are. I surround myself with talkers so that I don't have to speak a lot (laughs) until I'm spoken to. So um, I've got three kids at home that are very loud. And so it fits, I fit in just nicely with them. But anyways, um, I was born in Atlanta, lived in Dallas, Texas um, for a couple of years. And then home is Nashville, Tennessee. um, And I found myself at Ole Miss for school. I'd always wanted to be an interior designer growing up. And so I went to Ole Miss thinking I was going to come out um, with an art history degree and a business major or a business minor and then go to interior design school. But I ended up in accounting and doing really well um, on one accounting class. And I thought, you know what? I didn't really like my art history teacher. And so I said, I'll just do accounting. (laughs) That works. Well, (laughs) that's good enough. And um, I found myself on a tax track, so got my master's of tax, and then um, at that time, it was 2008, and I needed a job, so I worked at KPMG for three years doing tax 
um, and decided, um, you know, the cubicle life wasn't necessarily for me. I need to, I'm quiet, but I do like to see more people. Um, and it, I did love nutrition and wellness and um, FedEx at the time was opening a new department in um, healthcare benefit accounting and analysis. And so that, that spoke to me of, oh, I can kind of, you know, do wellness and also accounting at the same time. And it was a really, really interesting role. My um, mentors and directors there were so wonderful in teaching me all about what it means to really have a high-performing health plan before that term really existed and, you know, what a centers of excellence is. And so I grew to love the healthcare benefits um, in that space and got to analyze all the claims on the plan and be alongside the HR team as they were building those plan designs. So um, I did that. Um, for almost, you know, round up almost 10 years. And it was it was starting to be the same um, thing every year. And Sally and I have um, a mutual friend who heard what she was doing and what I was doing and um, made the connection. And so I joined Sally in 20, January 1 of 2020. So. Oh, wow. Right before COVID. <laughs> right, right at COVID. Yeah. <laughs> The timing was impeccable as it turns out. Yeah, I was going to say, so tell me how that, so right at COVID, the two of you guys joined forces. Um, what was that journey like over the next two or three years? Because we're what, three years into COVID now, right? And we know COVID's not going away. It just doesn't have that same fear factor that there was back in 2020. So you guys, like you joined forces. How How did that go from there? You know, it it was it. I, I'm not joking. It really was the perfect time. Um, our company, CHC, had been around. You know, we're seven years old, and we. And it took. You know, as Lisa, I pursued her for a while, so we knew that we had plans coming. Um, and at the end of the day, our our CHC is an employee benefits marketing firm. We knew that we wanted to launch this product the granite list. And it it was designed to complement our other business lines. The other lines include benefits marketing, um, enrollment and engagement, I mean, enrollment and onboarding, employee engagement, clinical advocacy. We view that as a marketing tool. Right. And, and we wanted to add this, this fourth piece, or well, at the time it was our third piece, but um, we wanted to roll out the granite list, which was going to be this way to, um, bring a community together of benefits leaders, whether it was advisors, brokers, HR leaders, and certainly the point solutions that that try so desperately to get into your inbox every day. Right. And um, and it was going to do for the industry what Open Table does for restaurants or TripAdvisor does for hotels. As we started to build it, little did we know that, unfortunately, at the same time the world as we knew it would shut down. And so I know, you know, for you probably, I'll speak for myself. I loved going to conferences and I loved learning. And, you know, I was one of the weirdos that didn't mind going to the exhibit hall and seeing people and talking and learning about their solutions. And that's, I think, in our industry, how most people were gathering new point solutions. Right. Went away overnight. Oh, just like that. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And so... Um, you know, and Lee was such a awesome um, you know, partner in crime in this to have somebody who who understood 
what an employer would be looking for. And it really was the the compliment the compliment that we needed in our on our team to really be the leadership to drive this across the finish line. So we can can two people be pregnant with the same baby? <laughs> that's how but that's how we feel. Right. Well, so you know, I I think back to kind of what was going on at the time, right? And if you were an employer or you were a CFO and all of a sudden you had to um lay off employees in the middle of a pandemic, I know the conversations that we had with, you know, our clients were, you know, I've got to let these employees go, but I don't want them to lose their health care because I don't know what this is going to look like. And if somebody ends up in the hospital, I don't want to be the one that gets sued because I had to lay these people off because the country got shut down and the business has no revenue coming in. So that I can see where you guys having this marketing arm to be able to, you know, take it and run and go, look, hey, we've got to get this information out for these employers. Like they're they're not alone, you know, all that kind of stuff. And so I can see how valuable that had would have become at the time when you think about the 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 unknowns that were actually going on at the time. So, I mean, what an interesting time to start something together, (laughs) you know, and yet look at where you guys are now, you know, three years later and you guys are crushing it. Like, so that's just awesome. So, so, so awesome. So both of you are moms, right? So, but you have children, you have spouses um, and you, here you are, you know, running the granite list, uh, CNC or is CHC, right? CHC, it's connect healthcare collaboration. Um, So you guys have got CHC um, that makes a really full plate. So how do you guys balance that? Or is there such a word as life balance? Like, I think I've just said there's no you know, such thing as life balance. <laughs> I, I don't. I I think when you when you choose your career path, it better be something, especially once you get to the stage where you can kind of dictate how you're spending your time. It's an extension of who you are. I'm just as much a, a colleague of Lee Dill as I am a mom to William Pace. And the, you don't take one hat off and put the other one on. Um, but what I also, and I know Lee, you, you, I only have one, so I only have to wrangle one and, and I'll let Lee talk about, you know, what she's, what her, her family gets to see in her. But what I love is that, you know, my, my son went to the, my mom and dad help out several days a week, picking up from school and came home to a, you know, a grocery store gift from my son. And it was a mug that said, hard work pays off. And he had picked that out for me by himself and asked my mom if they could buy it for me. And he said, because she works so hard. And I love, I love being able to show that side to my son. I love that that our husband, my husband, our husband, we share a lot, not that <laughs> my husband is not only, you know, the idea generator behind so many things we do, but also um, you know, a massive client of ours. Um you you have a lot more more mouths to feed than I do. Yeah, I was going to say, so three, do you have a combination of boys and girls, all girls, all boys? Um, 
So I have my oldest is um, will be 10 next week um, and is actually one day older than Sally's son. So that's really fun because we've got that um, in common as well. And, you know, it's interesting, too, because we've got you know, fertility. I ended up not needing um, fertility for the next two, but I had a really hard time getting pregnant with Sloan, my second one, who will be four in March. And then, um, you know, we have Mary, who's one years old, who was a, a gift from God. And um, they're wonderful. And they keep me motivated because they're also really expensive. So, you know. <laughs> There's that as well, but you know, you have to have help. Uh, my in-laws live in town and so they're wonderful and they help pick up kids. Um, and then my parents live in Nashville and we were at a conference er- earlier this week and I came home to gas in my car and food in my refrigerator in a really clean house. So, and light bulbs changed, you know, stuff like that. But, but, you know, I went to an all girls school and um, I didn't realize it at the time how they really motivated women to to do the best that they can do and that you can have a career and you can have a family. And if you have the right network, you know, I have great friends too, that are always, you know, how can I help? So, so that's wonderful. And I love to see, um, you know, my son will say, now, mom, I want to work at the granite list. Nice. That's what I'm going to do when I grow up. And he tells all his friends about it. So, you know, that's awesome that they're proud of, of what their moms are doing. So. Yeah. You know, he actually impacted the algorithm of an ad, an ad campaign. <laughs> oh, how fun <laughs> is that for a different day, but no, but you know what you guys, so I was going to say, you know, I had a guest, um, um, on the show, um, CEO, high tech female entrepreneur, um, big in the tech space in the Dallas area. And, um, she was saying that, because I asked her a very similar question and I said, okay, Shanti, I said, you know, how do you handle, you know, the kids and the, and she said, my kids are so ingrained in what we do, you know, because her and her husband have this tech company together. And she said, they are a part of our business. And I thought, and I had to kind of sit back and think about it. And I was like, okay, I've got a daughter that you know, Madison, when she was in high school, you know, I have one of the largest balloon companies in the DFW area. And so um, the girl was blowing balloons when she was seven. Like, and by the time she was in high school, she was one of the best balloon artists we had on staff. So, I mean, and and I kind of went, yeah, that's exactly it, right? They, they grow up knowing no different. And right. um, there were days when it was challenging, when it was banned, you know, and we had two a days and, you know, and I'm as you guys as kids get a little bit older and that high school, like high school's brutal. I was just kidding. I didn't like it the first time I was there. The second time I liked it even less. Um, but I mean, it was brutal because I'm I'm running, but you both hit it on the head, I think, with the support system. Because I could not have done it without my parents and without my sister and, you know, everybody jumping in and going, I got him here. I got him there. And, you know, so you guys like what happens when we have these single moms that, you know, are trying to make it work and have no support system. Like I've made it my mission. I think I definitely, I mean, I, I think about that all the time. We, and we talk about it because I, I could not do it. And I only have one. But what I also think as as business leaders, it's a I think it's a really good example 
that we can set for our employees when we get the call, because inevitably we're going to get the call, you know, your child just got sick at school or, oh my gosh, I forgot that today is, you know, field day, bring, bring your all the time to school yeah. today. And especially when you have to step in and, and be the caregiver, and there are lots of wonderful solutions out there, but sometimes as leaders, we get, we get viewed as robotic do-it-all women. Right. And we know, the three of us know that that's not the case, but you can be perceived that way by your team. And, and so I think there's the, there is grace in being able to go and say, I know we have a meeting, an internal meeting scheduled in 20 minutes. I'm so sorry. I've got to go. I've got to leave right now and go pick up my child because I need to do that. Um, that gives them a little leeway to say, you know, when I have a problem, I can in turn come to you and say, I'm dealing with this and I really need, you know, 20 minutes, 30 minutes, next two days to take care of it so I can come back and be focused and be a better employee. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I have an all female team um, in three companies. So female teams in all three. And, you know, I, I figured out probably 20 years ago that if I was going to provide this incredible place for these, you know, young single moms to work, right. That I was going to have to beyond a shadow of a doubt, um, be able to be flexible. So, you know, when we sat down as a company and put together like our core values, um, I was the one who said, okay, flexibility is going to go on this list. Well, instantly, you know, like you said, you know, the team is like the robot, blah, blah, blah. So they thought I was talking only about them having to be flexible and meet around my crazy schedule and all that kind of stuff. And I, I literally had to put on paper that the flexibility is a team sport, right? Because they, I also have got to have that flexibility this week has, I thought it was going to kill me this week because I've got one out with kids at FAA with, with hogs this week. Um, I've got one that, um, just took leave because her son is fairly sick and she just needed a leave of absence. Um, I hired somebody who can't start because she's a single mom and needed to work it all out this week. I mean, it was, so it was like, okay, the buck stops here and we are just going to go to the house of blues at one o'clock in the morning and tear down because they can't. Right. So, um, but that flexibility, I think, um, as an employer, and for those of you guys that are out here listening, if you have got a team where you have got moms that I, if I was going to, if I was going to give any CEO or HR team, any words of advice, it would be, you need to understand the flexibility that you're going to have to have, um, for them or you're, especially in this talent market that we have right now. I mean, you're not going to keep them because they have to be a mom first. That's how it works, right? You're a mom first, you're a spouse second, and then third and only third. And while it's not always conducive to the business plan, then they're an employee, right? Um, and so I, I wondered with you guys, because you guys are, you're, you're crushing it and um, you've got kids and you have spouses. I have to tell you guys, my husband said to me this morning, you look like you haven't slept in a month. And he said, <laughs> I know they, they always tell you everything you want to hear. Right. So he said, um, 
you look like you haven't slept a month. He goes, and this is how I know I'm a priority and number 10 in your list. And I was like, it kind of takes you back. And he said, because you're going to kill yourself and leave me here by myself. I said, that is not at all what I'm going to do. So, I mean, that flexibility. But I think it's also important too. It's you have to allow flexibility, but in return, you get loyal. I think you get loyalty out of it. And I think moms, especially know how to pick up the ball when they see it there or the dirty diaper or whatever it is and take it to where it needs to go. Because, you know, if, if I've had lots, especially the baby has been out a lot with being sick. And so I got it. But when she's out, we've got a team that says, okay, Sally's not here. What are we going to do to make it happen? Um, And everyone knows how to fill in for each other. Um, So So I have this analogy tell me what you guys think. So I, I now define men as waffles and women as a plate of spaghetti. Men are very compartmentalized, right? One thing at a time. And then you throw women and we are just a pile of spaghetti and everything is messy and it's all intertwined and it is delicious. Like that is just how I see it. (laughs) So, so everybody laughs at me when I go, okay, we are spaghetti. And they're just like, what, where is she going with this? And then I'm like, and they are waffles. So you just have to remember that we love waffles, but spaghetti is what gets it done. So it's like, I just jokingly say, I have to have these analogies all the time, right? I love we, it. we don't get through life without a laugh. I mean, we've got to have the fun in this, right? <laughs> so, um, so what is something that has um, maybe been unexpected with either CHC or with the granite list that the two of you guys kind of sat back and went, wow, did not expect that. <laughs> Lee, <laughs> Monday through Friday, Saturday and Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it, and Sally made the comment too. You have to love what you do too. Mm-hmm. And it's so it's, and this is, we got here and I don't think we had any idea of where this was going to go, where it was going to take us. And it's so awesome to see a great group of, of women. We've got some great men too, but so passionate about what we can do for others. And, you know, at the end of the day, we've got some nurse nurses on staff too. And we get to hear all their stories about how they're helping people like real life examples of getting them to medical care. And we love helping people too. And we get to do it in that way. I, I hate blood, but I can sit at my desk and feel like we're actually making a difference on a lot of lives. And I had no idea coming into that, that that's where we would be. This impact that, I, you know, there's this movement, right? To disrupt the healthcare, you know, just to disrupt healthcare here in the U.S. Um, and, you know, as I was doing research on what you two ladies have been doing, I, the one word that came to mind is impact, right? This impactfulness that you guys are so passionate about. Um, I see it in your work. Um, and so, yeah, I wondered if you guys maybe thought that that was kind of unexpected, you know, just we, we start these journeys, right. And I like what you said, you, you don't know where it's going. You know, the plane is in the air, um, but where are we going right? all the time while they're mid flight, <laughs> mid flight. Oh, detour. Um, but yeah, so, um, you know, as you guys have kind of, um, now that you've kind of 
see this positive impact that is playing out. Um, what goal, like what, what is your big, hairy, audacious goal that you guys are like just determined to, to get to? Well, oh, well, we have a number of them. I won't go into the financial goals, or, but I'll, I'll say, you know, and and we met at a conference that is it is full of disruptors, and um, and that word, you know, it it means a lot of things to a lot of different people. But I think at the end of the day, especially with the lives that we're touching, we have a we have a client and and dear friend, and I would call him a mentor as well. That's the CFO of um of a a rug man manufacturing plant. He said, you know, people don't really want a revolution. They want an evolution. It's scary sometimes to totally turn turn the tables. And what I love about the journey that we're all on in this space is that we get to we get to be the storytellers, no matter what it is. And um, and I thought when you asked about the unexpected, Lee was <laughs> mentioned the one that the one that for me has been so crazy and unexpected is um, opening our fourth business line that basically fell into our laps. It had to be done within a month, and that was going into the enrollment business. It was part of our three year plan, and literally, it became part of our. 2022 business plan overnight. Um, but yet it made so much sense because we are, we love employee engagement. We love helping drive the narrative, helping with you know, financial literacy, healthcare literacy in a way that brings meaningful impact to employees. And so as we look at the next couple of years and where we want to go and what we want to do, um, it really does just hinge on helping others have success in telling their story. We just got back from another conference with similar similar makeup of renegades. Mm-hmm. And the one thing that we heard over and over is we want to do all this where we struggle is with the communication to drive employee engagement. And I think that that is, um, that is a crucial element and we fill that void and so um, I can't wait to see how, as we take these these different business lines into the future, what we get to do in supporting the folks that we all get to run around with. Yeah. So Lee, um, you know, coming from the financial side of it, right, and having that very strong financial background, both of you, actually, both of you. With- <laughs> She's got the market corners. She's got that part. Yeah. But I mean, but you worked in the financial world for years too. So, um, you know, you come from this financial side and then, well, yes, there's always that financial component to any business. There's, there's also this, um, to serve, right. And to have things not always be self-serving, um, in this world, I think, um, and I've been in the benefit space for 25 years. And, um, you know, we've always been seen as, you know, just that slightly better than the used car salesman, right? Because we were always just in there trying to sell them something. And so now here we are um, in this revolution, evolution, right? Of this healthcare space and the lack of education or the lack of understanding not just employees, right? But you've got HR people and you've got, these are humans 
trying to navigate a healthcare system that is completely broken and convoluted and messy. And, you know, there's a build price and a negotiated price and a this and like, right. We can't possibly expect them to actually even know. I mean, there are days I, and I, I kind of understand it that I look at people and I'm going like, what does that mean? Like, I mean, so you take someone who is sick, right? Doesn't feel well. Um, they're not productive to the employer, right? Because they don't feel good. Um, and now they truly don't understand it. The doctors are like, oh, it's fine. Here's your copay. And then three months later, they get this bill that, and they're like, what's this for? Well, Lee has an interesting story. I love, I want you to tell the story about a physician during the enrollment process. Right. And, you know, that's why we love what we do because we can catch them when they're a new hire onboarding and we can catch them at open enrollment. And then if we can't, we don't get them there, then we get them at nurse advocacy. So when they are sick or scared or don't know where to go, we can help them. And we have so many stories about saving employees dollars, but ultimately we're saving the employers dollars by really navigating these employees. But we were on, um, you know, to go back to the story that Sally referenced, um, you know, have the the client that really fell into our lap, um, if not fell into our lap, we had the opportunity to help them on in, with their open enrollment and onboarding. And, you know, Sally said it was our three-year goal. It became our 2022 goal and we, and we crushed it and we're really proud of the results that we delivered. But um, Sally and I were on site with being educators to some of these um, satellite office, offices of doctors. And, um, you know, we, we talk about how we're educators and communicators, but we're also ultimately listeners. And I, I was sitting down one-on-one with one of the um, doctors and she said, I'm so sorry, I cannot see very well. I'm so sorry, I can't see. And I said, you know, it's okay. She said, I'm so sorry, it's taking me so long. And, you know, I talked about the medical plan, dental plan, vision plan, finally got down to um, the critical illness in the hospital and divinity. And she said, I had a stroke in my eye three months ago, and um, that's why I can't see very well. And I said, well, did you know that you had the high hospital indemnity plan and you also took out um, the critical illness for a stroke and that you're, if you filed these claims, you'd get $40,000 back? I don't know how to do that. I don't have the time to go and learn how to do that. So we got her, you know, luckily the HR department was there, but we would have connected her anyways. And I said, Please, how can this lady file a claim? She filed her claim, got her money back. And since then, we said, we've built out a landing page for everybody to go to and they have exact, know exactly where to go to file mm-hmm. all these claims. So that was just, that was one story I love to tell about how we just sat there and had the time to listen and get navigate them to the resources that were available to them that everybody won. Well, yeah, you know, that, that right there for anybody listening today that is not sure about, you know, what your benefits actually are. I mean, we sit down in open enrollment and they're like, yeah, yeah, that's fine. That's fine. That's fine. Right. And they make these elections, you know, they're kind of thinking about what their take-home pay is and what they can afford. Um, but in enrollments I've sat in, Right. They really, they know, but they don't know, right? I wouldn't say anyone is, you know, 
it's not like we're sitting across the the table from you know uneducated you know individuals because we these are these are people that are you know fairly educated and um it's not like most of them have a third grade education like that's not who we're sitting with and yet they will say over and over and over and it's day after day after day yeah i know i've got it but i just don't i don't understand it like right and they don't have the time they are they're humans they have families they have jobs they this is not their field they rely on us and yet if we go back to um and i i really do think that the industry is changing because we did have those road road warriors in the industry for years and years and years where you know they would take a handful of leads and go into some city and sit at somebody's table until they got the check and then they were on to the next and it was all about the sale it wasn't about the education and while all of us have this um love hate relationship with the ACA the ACA, the the Affordable Care Act actually did bring some decent things to the table and the education and the compliance forced all of the brokers and agents that are out there to take it a different approach because the legality of everything became very different, right? The the education piece of it, you, we really did become a lot more um, educational, um, I would say more educational in, in the process, 100%. which is a good thing. Yeah. But you know, the other thing I think we're seeing is um and and COVID COVID exacerbated both sides of this coin. You know, we became so tech driven, so app driven, and we have lots of fabulous partners, both on our, our marketing side and also on the granite list that are doing incredible AI advanced, you know advanced technology, app-driven stuff. Right. But what we also are seeing and we saw from COVID is that people people need people. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, we have on my wall, hashtag everybody needs somebody. And what we know we're exceptional at in this, this great um, new, and I do think, like you said, the tide is turning. People are demanding better. Mm-hmm. But we're really exceptional at connecting with people. And then we connect those people with the resources they need. And um, and so that that has been, I just, I love the stories like what, what Lee shared. And like you said, we have so many more. Um, that's That really does fuel our fire. Yeah, I can see that in you guys, um, in both of you, is that passion for the serving of of other humans. You're right. Uh, COVID did acerbate both sides of that coin, right? Because, you know, when we get sent to our room for two years, jokingly, right? We just all <laughs> no, got figure, to, I mean, literally, for literally, some, right? Oh, we got sent to our room for two years um, and the disconnect began to happen. The depression and even the fallout of that today, right? Is the, you know, craving that human touch, that human interaction, that human, like, I just like being around people. I mean, I was at an event last night. You guys were at a live event last week or this past week, right? Of right being back in with humans. We don't have COVID as an excuse anymore to not go be with humans. 
We are designed to be with humans, right? We are designed that way to be interactive. What you two are doing is God's work, nonetheless, right? No, just no qualms, no quibbles. What you two are doing is God's work. And I know from, I will just say from the broker community, we are so grateful to have you because that piece, as you said in the beginning, it is missing and the communication and the employee engagement, we can't help them if we can't engage with them, right? We don't know where the problems are. And so to have you guys doing that work, I will tell you is, it is such a blessing to our industry. So I just want to thank you guys very much. Um, and I know I want to be really respectful of your time today too. We've kind of just had this great time this morning, um, on the show. I really appreciate it. And, um, really am, you know, just both of you are so lovely. Thank you again so much. So again, everyone listening, um, it's Sally Pace and Lee Dill, um, out of Tennessee and, uh, they run, uh, connect healthcare collaboration and the granite list. So as I said in the beginning, make sure you like and subscribe to the, uh, the granite list and share it. Um, it's fabulous information. And I am your host, Tamara Hollerick here with the everything is up podcast. And we just want to, you guys to all have a great week this week. And thank you again, ladies for joining us. We appreciate you. Thank you Thanks so much for having us. Yeah. You bet you guys have a good one. You too. All right. Bye. Bye. Thanks so much for tuning into this episode of Everything is Up. Be sure to appreciate it. If you haven't done so already, make sure you're subscribed to the show wherever you consume podcasts. This way you'll get updates as new episodes become available. And remember, everything is up.